Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Uncle Strib. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Miss Emily Powers. Miss Emily, Miss Emily, Miss Powers, Miss Emily, Miss Powers. Um, go ahead and, you know, introduce yourself to the people. Um, just kind of give as deep as the introduction you want to give. All right. Well, my name is Emily Powers. I'm 26. I grew up in small town Iowa, Indianola. I not very diverse, very your typical Iowa small town. Um, I graduated with like 300 people maybe. And then I went off to University of Northern Iowa for college. Um, and it's in Cedar Falls, Iowa, also not very large. I went to school originally for social work and kind of fell off, got super depressed in college, ended up with just a liberal arts degree because I barely went to class. Um, graduated, had no idea what I wanted to do and currently not still really sure, but here we are. All right, fantastic. So, um, so now I want to kind of just let the listeners get to know you um, outside of what you do uh, in terms of work. And so like, what you got any hobbies that you're into, like, you know, that you're really passionate about? Uh, currently I'm really into Sudoku, which. Ooh, really? I like Sudoku. Kind of a new hobby, uh-huh. but I'm really excited and I've been trying extremely hard to get to level four right now, but I cannot solve What's it. What's level four? It's like, I don't know, it's like the hardest in the book that I got from Dollar Tree. <laughs> oh, you're doing like a, a the book, it's the, not on the app, like a, you're writing it? Yeah, I have to write it. Oh, I feel like it's yeah. harder. I don't like doing it on my phone. It's, I don't yeah. know. For It's, it's tough because I, I know when I tried to, to write it, you know, when you mess up, you got to erase the, the number. And so I would, you know, half the eraser is gone. It's yeah, a lot of messing erase, up. Like, the whole thing if you mess up once but now you know if you if you you follow emily on instagram you would know she's a huge uh iowa fan right like the football team yeah man no what i see you posting them all the time no i like sports but i'm not like a college sports person i like the packers and that's pretty much uh, yeah i do i do know the Packers. so uh yeah what what sports are you into mm, football is like probably the top sport and uh, then, NFL, so nfl and a little bit of college or like not really like i'll watch college but i don't have a favorite team so when you when you're reposting iowa football stuff it's just because it's iowa yeah because you know I'm, i live here i gotta support them I guess that makes sense. If I lived somewhere else, I'd support that local team, you know. I'll let it slide. Okay. Packers. Packers I don't watch though. 
Not even NBA? No. You're missing out. That's that's to me, that's the sport right there, NBA. That's that's it's my baby. Uh wrestling. I was a manager in high school, so I really enjoy watching wrestling. Like so real I, wrestling. I think Iowa thing, like Midwestern. Okay. So you're talking about like actual wrestling, not WWE. No, I don't watch that. Okay, okay. Um, that's like my two main sports, though. I don't really. I'll watch baseball, but I'd rather watch it in person than on TV. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, are you a reader by chance? Oh yeah, I love books like smut and like crime or fantasy. Okay. All right. All right. Well. Now that we kind of got to know who you are, well, the fans, you know, I kind of already know a little bit. I didn't know you went to a, you graduated 300 people, but uh, in high school, but get to the meat of the conversation, um, kind of tell us what your job, is, what your title is, um, and kind of how you got into it. And then, uh, yeah, just start there, kind of how you got into what you're doing right now. Okay, so I am a treatment counselor for kids with mental illnesses at a residential facility so these kids live there for about like three to six months and I kind of got I don't know I got into it because that's originally what I wanted to do when I was in college I went for social work I always knew I wanted to work with kids but I didn't want to be a teacher because I'm not smart like that (laughs) I cannot teach other people things um and then after college it kind of fell off because of my own mental health and I moved to Missouri actually for a little bit. And then I moved back because I realized I really wanted to get into it. I wanted to be closer to home. And so I started at Order Place is what it's called. Um, and I've been there for about three and a half years now. And so I guess like the daily life at my work, what I do is I work on the unit. So um, we have four houses and we have eight units. So I work on one of the units. I work with 10 kids specifically, and I like teach them daily life skills. I teach them about like their mental health. I lead groups um, ranging from like anger management, self-esteem, growth mindset, um, stuff like that. Uh, And then I'm just with them like day to day. So when I'm there, I'm there for like their breakfast. They spend time, we do groups, then we eat lunch. And we do some more groups and I like get some free time. I get to play games and hang out with them and like not really focus on why they're there for a little bit. And then they also have normal therapy, which is not with me because I'm not a licensed therapist. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of there for like their everyday life. But then I also have to teach them outside of their therapy, like how to continue what they've learned in therapy and work on all of that. Um, and since I live there, I also feed them and do like the normal day-to-day lifestyle things with them. Right. And that's, uh, so you're there like all day, huh? Yeah. My normal schedule is probably like noon to 10 PM because they go to bed at around nine. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, and so is it, uh, mental illnesses of all kinds or is it like, do they group them to like similar branches or how does that work? So it can be any mental illness. A lot um, that we see really is like um, major depressive disorder, RAD, and 
some like autistic kids come through ADHD type stuff. Um, and I work with 10 to 17 and it can be boys, girls, and they don't really group them in any sort. So you can get one kid who's like, could be schizophrenic when he's older, along with some other kid who just maybe has some like substance abuse issues, but they're all in the same house. We don't separate mm. them by any sort of mental right. element. And so uh, I guess you kind of answered this already, but um, I always like to ask, like, was it your plan A? Was it pl like plan B or what was your plan A or B? Um, what did you, because you kind of say you didn't really have an idea. Was there something you thought that you maybe wanted to get into before uh, what you got into now or? Yeah, uh, like originally, I guess when I first went to college, I went for social work, but like my end goal, I wanted to work with like adoption and like kids in the foster care system. And then, like I said, I got a little uh, skewed um, with my own mental health in college. And when I left, I hadn't really applied myself anywhere. Like mm -hmm. I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do at that point. And I just didn't know what type of job. So I just went on to work with my family at their business in Missouri. And then when I moved back to Iowa, I kind of decided I didn't really want to be in like the DHS type role. I don't want to take kids out of houses. Right. I didn't think that would be good, like mentally for me at the time. And so I just stumbled upon residential. I had new people in my past who had worked there. And so not really my first choice. Right. Not really my second, I guess, at the moment either, but <laughs> it worked out. Okay. And then, um, so from the position you are now, is there any type of like uh, moving up or like are there any opportunities to, to, I don't, I guess, move up the ranks for lack of a better phrase? But you know what I'm trying to say or like, where can you go from here if you wanted to continue to or continue to like pursue your career in this field? Right. So like my actual title is like milieu treatment counselor. And so personally, like at my job, it's you can move up to which a primary role is what it's called. And that's kind of like a leadership role, which that is currently what I am. Mm -hmm. So I've already moved up in that sense. And then after that, really people who work in this field in the residential home, a lot of like my coworkers are going back to school to become therapists. So kind of in the specific role that I'm in, if you're not going to go back to school to be a counselor or an actual therapist, pretty much primary is like your highest role. Right. Like your ceiling pretty much. Yeah. I mean, they have like administration offices and whatnot that you could mm. go into from there or like, obviously I have a supervisor, but there's only four of those on campus and they rarely come open. So that would probably be like the top tier for me at this point at the job I'm in. So are you thinking about going back to school? Um, no, I personally could <laughs> never go back to school. It made me so depressed and I hate uh, classes. So you just have your, your bachelor's, right? Yeah. No. Uh, so there's no, no chance of a master's or PhD. I don't think, like, maybe when I'm, like, in my 30s and stable, but, like, I go to therapy right now, even, like, I think right. everyone should go to therapy, right. but I just don't think, 
in my you? own head, I could not do it because I would also need to work. Like I have student loans already and right. it's just not a lot of stress. No, that, that makes sense. Um, so what's the what would you say is the what's the toughest part um about the not your specific job, but the industry as a whole with the whole residential uh the whole like residential setup um that you that you could that you notice or something like that? Um, I mean the most obvious one I think is like burnout. A lot of people go into this field like not realizing their own mental health and their own oh. trauma. Mm -hmm. And then they go in and you can't help others until you are ready to help yourself. Right, like right. And so people just get burnt out so fast because they're taking on like what these kids are telling them. They're taking on their like the kids' trauma plus their own trauma, and it it you just can't do that. Right. Oh. With you. Yeah, that make, that makes sense. Now, now getting like more personal, what's you, what do you think for you and your day day to day task? What's the hardest part for like your specific like what you do? Like what do you say is the hardest part um, of your specific job? Or maybe not hard, but like maybe some of the most frustrating or the most difficult. Yeah. Um, I think the thing that was the hardest for me personally is like learning not to take what these kids say to heart because you're going to get cursed out. You're going to get punched, kicked, like everything from these children at the job that I do. And mm -hmm. a lot of people will go home just like crying about it. I'm like, this kid doesn't know you. He, they're here yeah. for a like six months you can't take what they're saying personally and take it home and then bring it back to work and hold a grudge right you gotta let it go yeah well that's it that's a interesting great insight now on a more positive note what's the best part about the industry and then the best part about your uh specific job um in the industry i mean helping people is great mm -hmm. that's like why I wanted to go into this the reward after when you see someone doing awesome is like amazing um about my job specifically like kind of going along with that when you see a kid uh discharged from Orchard Place it's awesome like when they call you or they email you back and they're like hey this is what I'm doing with my life now I have a job I go to therapy still I'm really thriving like I don't have these problems with my parents anymore and it's great to see people just like grow and change and be able to move on with their lives. Right. Like I think it gives me for a lot of people. Okay. Uh, that, that actually uh, provokes another question. So, and I, you know, obviously if there's stuff that I ask that you can't talk on, feel free to say, you know, it's classified information or you can't say, but like uh, that, 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 that brings up uh, how, how well is the, the, like the turnaround rate or like how well, so let me ask you a series of questions. So let's say you have a kid that comes in with a mental illness, right? On, on average, is there like a set time that they're there for? Is it like a program that's a set amount of time? Or is it based on their like personal uh, development or progress? Yeah, so it's all based on like their personal progress and development and how well they do in therapy. Um, okay. Also, it's okay. very based on insurance because unfortunately, if their insurance isn't going to cover them and they're like acting like an angel at, while they're in treatment, they're going to be like, oh, well, they're not acting out. So we're going to kick them out, kick them off the insurance, which sucks. But a lot of it right. is based on their personal growth. Okay. So what would you say on average, you think that the average uh, kid spends in the, um, 
the program or is program the right word? Yeah. It's been in the program. So right now our average day is three to six months, but I see a lot of kids leaving after like four months is probably what I would think right now. And then, so after four months, so how do you guys uh, quantify? So how do you determine when to discharge them out of the program? Like, how do you quantify the amount of progress needed for you to be like, for you to feel comfortable um, as a counselor to be like, hey, they've made this much progress. I think they're okay to leave and start doing things on their own or, you know, you know, obviously with the help of their parents, but kind of doing things more independently. Yeah. So they have treatment goals while they're there. So in order like for them to meet their progress needs, they, it's them reaching those certain goals, which their goals okay. are set with their therapist and usually determined through that and not really through me as a counselor. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Oh, just, you know, some thought provoking questions. Um, I might've had another one. Uh, so, oh, can just, you know, this is off script, but can, could you talk on how important, uh, cause I know a lot of people don't like talk about this. There's not a very talked upon topic. Can you talk on how important mental health is, especially at such a young age with kids? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, personally, like I had a lot of mental health issues growing up and like I had a lot of problems with my dad specifically and I remember not really, be, really being able to process all that stuff and not mm. opening up about it and so I think it has affected me way later down the road now and that's what I go to therapy for is to process my childhood trauma and so right. in order for like our kids today like you need to be able to put them in these situations where they are able to get the help without having to ask necessarily because they're they're just kids they're not gonna ask they don't know what these overwhelming feelings and emotions are mm -hmm. and especially if they have like a hard upbringing or their parents like one parent's gone even just like divorce can be really hard on someone's mental health if they don't get the proper treatment and the proper help in the time because it's going to come back later on and it could be a whole different mental health issue by that time and getting them help then is going to be even harder right so the, the earlier, the better. Yeah, for sure. Because um, I do know, just I've read some articles about how, you know, if you have uh, obviously childhood childhood trauma, obviously it's bad when it's when it happens then as a child. But that you talking about when you get an adult, it can lead to so many more things or problems down the road because if it's not taken care of then. So I just you know just wanted somebody in this field to to educate the listeners, like you know it's. It's a real thing. It's a real thing that should be uh, discussed, especially with, you know, parents. Everybody wants their kids to be as happy as possible. They can. Um, so what's some advice you would give someone who wants to get in the position you're in? Let's say somebody's listening. They want to be a treatment counselor for kids at a residential, uh, I guess, facility. Sorry if that's not the right, you know, term. But what was some advice you would give them to help get to that position um advice i would say before you get into the field one make sure you have your own therapist because <laughs> i did not have that going into <laughs> working into this and All i right. so much more um 
and two, yeah, just don't take everything so personal. They're just kids. Come to work every day with a new mindset. All right. Fantastic. If you're listening, take notes. Take notes. Now, uh, now I want to get, this is kind of like my, you know, wrapping up. Uh, what's three keys to success? I'm trying to word this to, to make it fit the discussion, but what are three keys to success for, how about this? I'll set this up. Let's say you have a parent, right, mm-hmm. that has a child with a uh, mental illness. And let's say they're not at that stage to where they're, they're ready to seek outside help, but they're, they need three keys to success to help them, to help their kid through whatever the, the mental illness is. What's some like advice or key success that you think would help, uh, would help, to help the child? That, that, does that make sense? I feel like I'm not making any yeah. sense at all <laughs> so, so like to help some to help your kid but you're not willing to ask for other people's help yet or yeah they're not to that point obviously i feel like one of the key success is swallow your pride and go get the help you know i feel right. like that's one but yeah just something like or just something that they can do at the house in tandem with uh seeing a therapist you know some things that they can help and you know in uh to complement the the therapist com- you know what i'm saying Something like that. So, I mean, open communication is a huge thing. I think parents don't realize that, like, kids hear and see everything that's going around. So you need to be open to listening to what they have to say about something Mm -hmm. and taking their feelings to heart. And, like, their feelings are valid. Right. Sure, some of them might be escalated and way out of control, but they're valid. And you need to, like, take a step back and be like, okay, I hear you and I see you. And I accept your feelings and like move forward because if you're not willing to have open communication with their child you're you're not always right like sometimes children are very insightful and so I think that's something big for like parents along with like swallowing the pride thing like you're not always right you need to listen to what your kid has to say right um another like helpful tool that I've kind of learned so it's kind of silly if you think about it I don't know when I first started doing it it was silly but so we have this thing called community meeting that we have to do. And mm-hmm. so it's questions. So I would say, how are you feeling? And you would have to give me a feeling word, uh, which is not, not good or okay. Those are not feeling right, words. Let's, 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 let's do a practice run. I'll be the, the person and you can ask me the questions. Okay. So how are you feeling? I'm feeling tired. All right. Do you need a check-in for your tiredness? Uh, Yes. Okay. So what is your goal for this evening? So this evening, my goal is to get this podcast finished, edit it, the podcast, eat, and get some laundry done. Those are great goals. And if you need help, who can you go to? Uh, no one. So, so maybe yourself? You can go to yourself? Yeah, I can go to myself. Perfect. You got it. So, like, those are the questions that we ask during all meals. Just meals. to, like, kind of, like... And this yeah. is to the to the kids? Yep. To kind of, like, you know, break down, you know. So, like, you know, that I'm tired. Well, because I'm tired, what do I need to have done today? So you kind of break it down for them so it doesn't seem like so much. Is that kind of the idea for stuff like that? Yeah, and, like, check in with them to make sure they, like, Just, feel you know. they're feeling heard and, like, we know what their feelings are during that period of the day, you know? Right, Okay. 
in the morning, you know, you, your kid could be happy. And then after school, you get back and you're like, oh, hey, how are you feeling? And they're like, oh, I'm super angry. And it's like, oh, man, what happened throughout the day? Let's check in about this. Okay. Actually, that, that sounds like a fantastic just something to do with your kids. Just, uh, you know, check in on them sometimes. Like you said, I remember when I was a kid, uh, I, didn't t- I, I was the type of kid, I didn't tell my parents anything. I could have had the worst day at school. When I came home, my parents were like, how was school? It was good. Mm-hmm. You know, just because I don't want to talk about it. So I was, oh, it's right. good. You know, same old, same old. But, if, you know, I feel like that's a good way to get them to, like, really open up. Because I feel like, uh, you know, obviously I did, you know, I grew out of that. But I feel like it's important for kids to be able to, especially to your parents. And, you know, you know them better than they know themselves. Well, I don't have a kid. But my parents know me. They knew me better than I knew myself when I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I feel like if anybody that you need to be okay or have that feeling of being, you know, you feel comfortable being vulnerable, opening up to them, it should be your parents or somebody. I I think like when I have a kid, that's, I'm going to do that. I I, I like that actually. This is why I love these conversations because I can take, you know, I'm educated now. I can take things we talk about and apply to my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh Did I interrupt you? I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, I don't know if I have a third key to success for parents at the moment. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. And then just the last thing, it's kind of back to the advice, but is there any type of like, uh, so I know, like you said earlier, you need to be able to like take things with a grain of salt, you know, have that like ability or that trait. Are there any other um, abilities or skills that you think would be, uh, that would help in being in uh, being an employee or being like a worker in this field? um self-care it's a huge thing you need to learn to do it you got to take care of yourself like I said you can't help others till you're willing to help yourself and that includes like going home and doing something you love and not going home and just like hating life because you had a bad day at work right yeah it's something I had to learn to do a lot because after bad days I just wanted to go home and like even just drink and I'm like that's not a good coping skill I need (laughs) to go home and do something like that benefited me like even if it's just like talking to my mom after work right it's it's just little things that will really help you feel much better going into the next day right no that makes sense yeah because like you're talking about venting i can vent your ear off if you call me and ask about what happened today i could you talking about two three hours i'm just talking about just shit i went through today <laughs> yeah it's a very good coping skill um but i mean fantastic conversation I, I appreciate i appreciate you for hopping on uh give them your socials where can they find you got a website miss powers you, do you have a professional I website i don't i'm like the worst everyone's like you need linkedin i'm like why i work at the oh, same yeah. job for years but i mean probably social media that i'm most on is of course instagram because i love photos of myself and the uh, packers yeah and the packers but that's just Emily Powers 444. And then Emily Powers Facebook, 444. The only other social media I really use. Okay. Well, y'all heard it here. If y'all need to reach out to Emily for any questions or advice, or if you just want to follow her for the support, y'all heard the Instagram. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I appreciate you for coming on. Hey, I need you to be by your phone. Cause I'm gonna need, I'm gonna have you on the cast again. I'm telling you now, I'm gonna ask you to, to come on the cast again. Cause I want to talk about uh, 
what I want to, I might try to get a little more in depth into some mental illness, but then I also want to talk about some other stuff that you do outside of, uh, outside of work. So just be ready. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Y'all heard it here. Uncle Strip here with Miss Powers. I appreciate you for coming on. Listeners, we thank y'all for listening and we are out. We will catch you guys next time.